I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The future of F1 and its driver's market rests on one man's shoulders. And that man, I reckon, is Alex Albon. Wait, really? Alex Albon? The guy who got dropped in 2020 from Red Bull and had to settle for Williams because Christian Horner loaned him out on the grounds that he was probably too nice for Red Bull? No, I'm not kidding. Red Bull reckoned that Alex was probably too nice for the top team's tenure. But that same thing could be his best asset when it comes to Williams. And honestly, Alex Albon didn't really seem like a Red Bull driver to me when you stack him up against Max Verstappen. He didn't seem to have that have-a-go-hero attitude that Red Bull seemed to personify and crave for. The whole idea that it really doesn't matter if you crash out if you're trying to go for a really cool overtake or trying to get position. So long as you gave it a go in the eyes of Christian Horner, that was enough. So with two-thirds of the current grid having contracts that are expiring at the end of next season, we could have one of the silliest seasons that ever sillied. I feel like Alex Albon's decision about where he goes or where he does not go could make all the difference about where everybody else goes. Go back to 2021 and you saw a very wistful and morose figure in the Red Bull garage, the reserve driver, who had to vacate his seat and didn't even get the same opportunity that the likes of Pierre Gasly got in 2019 in getting a second chance at the junior team and going from there. I felt really sorry for Alex. Just whenever the camera would turn to him, he'd be just sat there or stood there with headphones, just watching on as Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen were going about their business in that very monumental season. And just going, oh, that could have been me. The Imola Grand Prix of that previous year, that was kind of the death knell of his time at Red Bull. It was just not a good look. All he could do that year was just wait for an opportunity. And of course, do a little bit of DTM on the side. And he was pretty successful there. He did get a win and quite a few podiums. So he was pretty good. And the idea of seeing a Red Bull back team with a Ferrari car, that did take me back to the old days when Ferrari did power the Toro Rosso team. But in all honesty, it just simply wasn't F1. Fast forward to 2022 and Helmut Marko's 2020 musings of loaning Alex out perhaps to a desperate team came true. When Williams came a-knocking, they were left without a team leader when George finally went to Mercedes and Alex got the call up to go to Oxfordshire. But not before Toto made a little bit of a song and dance about the matter, considering that it's a Red Bull back driver driving for a team that is powered by a Mercedes engine. They got to think about their IP. I... 
I, I'm not saying that Alex Albon should not be on the grid. It's just like we got to protect our IP at all costs. We cannot give our secrets to the enemy. What he wanted was Red Bull to break off ties, and that's what they did. I think, quite frankly, Christian just wanted Alex Albon back on the grid, and he was prepared to do that. But why did he have that Red Bull logo on his helmet? Well, he still had a lingering tenure with the tie side of the business. So he was sponsored by the drinks company, but then the following year, that expired, and then he just had his logo on the side. Of course, as soon as Horner acquiesced to Toto's demands, he was all sunshine and rainbows and being really happy about Alex being there. But why would Toto get so serious about all of this? Well, this was back in the period of William's history, where Toto was able to push his weight a little bit more. Even though he had relinquished quite a few shares of the company, he still had about 5%, not to mention for the fact that he used to be the executive director of that team. So there is still a little bit of a pull going on there, and that he could get Williams to bend over backwards and agree to his demands. Thankfully, it turns out that Williams have actually grown a spine since Alex arrived and then James Fowles came in. They do have some sense of integrity and being able to make their own decisions, which is going to be very, very curious to see what happens in 2025. Does Franco Colapinto, one of the Williams Academy drivers, get the chance to get the call up? Or does Kimi Antonelli get an opportunity at Williams on the behest of Mercedes? That'll be really telling. But going back to Alex, when he did sign up for Williams, no one really paid much mind to it because Williams were firmly at the back. And then 2022 came along and yes, Alex did have some very heroic performances, but in that time, during the new regulation changes, it was very clear that Williams hadn't really kicked on and they were effectively still the slowest team. Lastly, people wrote off Alex's tenure there as just like, oh, it's just a holding pattern. Either he'll be signed up by another team, perhaps, Red Bull might take him back, or he's just going to languish there for the rest of his career, or if the team goes under. Well, that didn't happen. In fact, being part of the Williams team has transformed Alex Albon into one of the hottest commodities on the F1 grid as of now. At the age of 27, he is at the peak of his physical condition, as well as his status within Formula One. He's right up there with the likes of Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc in terms of being a really interesting commodity whose movement within the Formula One grid could make a huge difference about where everyone else goes and what happens to certain teams. And that whole too nice thing that Horner was alluding to about Alex, I think that's become a positive boon when it comes to the likes of Williams. They just seem like a paragon team to me. And Alex Albon being their lead driver, it's the perfect embodiment of the mood that they are trying to go for. It's a team on the up the optimistic team. It's the real underdog team that McLaren used to be back in 2019. And back when Williams, they weren't really underdogs. They just looked sad. There's a story behind Alex's return and redefinition. One of the few instances in modern F1 where a driver can return to the grid and be reborn as a capable leader and somebody who can provide a team with a sense of purpose and direction. The team has a new sense of confidence that they have been lacking the last few years. And that confidence is infectious across the entire world of Formula One. I'm starting to get the feeling that many people across the grid, up and down, are going to be looking at that team and going like, I might want to work for those people. Those of junior personnel at some of the bigger teams might want to look downwards and maybe go for an opportunity at a senior position with maybe a better salary. The brain drain is real up there, and that brain drain could easily trickle down to the smaller teams. Williams being a very big beneficiary from the likes of Pat Fry, their new technical director. The reason why he went to Williams is because, well... They have direction, they have an aim, they have a desire to win again where Alpine, where he used to work, didn't. They're going through their own little crisis at the moment. Alex Albon is the main catalyst of all of that, and it just makes no sense about, in my opinion, why he would want to leave, because 
He's got everything that he wants. At the same time, Alex is a more agreeable person. You feel like any teammate of Alex Albon, he's got your back. He's willing to support you. He's there to show you the ropes, which is what we saw with Valtteri Bottas with Zhou Guanyu in 2022. There were so many moments where Bottas was giving Zhou tips and Zhou took them on board and he did improve over the season. Because Zhou, he didn't really make all that many mistakes in that debut season and you've got to thank Valtteri for that. Alex is more of the same. And that just fits with the new Williams brand and the new Williams image. In my opinion, Alex, at the end of next year, should stay for another two years. See how 2026 pans out and then maybe go from there, because I think a lot of drivers are probably going to either give one or two year extensions. See how the first year of the new regulations go and then maybe switch things up and whatnot. But I think in all of that, I think Williams should be paying him a little bit more. That rumoured three million dollars a year contract that he got. I think that's a little bit small, considering that Alex has effectively earned them 10 times that by scoring nearly all of their points and getting them P7 and the constructors. But then again, you want to be at a team where it's constantly on the up. But when you hear rumours that James Valls is possibly looking to sacrifice the 2024 season and then look to 2025 instead, that's a little bit of a lead balloon in a way. It's kind of like what Haas did in 2021, sacrificing the entire season, going into 2022 with these new regulations or this new type of car, and then seeing what happens. What Honda did in 2008, sacrificed that season, and look what happened with Braun in 2009. Haas's idea did initially work, but then they remembered that, oh yeah, they forgot how to upgrade, and uh, we all know what happened there. They were just nowhere by the end of the season. So there is a very real danger that Williams may not develop that car. There is a real chance that Alex could score less points next season, and Williams may be relegated without much development to ninth or 10th place in the constructors. Is that something that they would really want to gamble with? Well, maybe for that extra ATR time that they can use in the 2025 car, because they can't develop the 2026 car yet, thanks to a new regulation change. But one thing is for sure, whatever car they choose to go for for the following season and their development path, it needs to be a car that is a little bit more forgiving. Not necessarily fast only in a straight line. It needs to be less sensitive in the corners, and therefore their drivers don't make silly mistakes where they bin it or they lose time. Something we've seen from both drivers, not just Logan Sargent. Alex made his own fair share of mistakes too. And that led to Williams having a repair bill of an estimated $7 million. They've sort of made a rod for their own back by having a car that isn't really forgiving when it's not just straight. But whatever you think of that, the team seems to have far more direction than they did 12 months ago. And that might be the reason why Alex stays. He can see where they're going. Which is why whenever I see comments in the media about Alex potentially moving to a different team, a real team, it just rubs me up the wrong way because what would be the point? What would he gain in the long term? For the sake of debate, supposing in silly season he decides to go to a different team, he feels like he's done enough at Williams, where would he go? Back to Red Bull? Whilst Marco and Horner, as well as many senior Red Bull figures, view him with aplomb, considering how vocal Alex has been about being Max's teammate and how it was a tough act to follow and having to adapt to his driving style, why would he purposefully put himself back in that mix? Would he want to be proving a point? be slightly closer perhaps, vindicate himself that Red Bull were wrong to push him out in 2020, they should have given him a little bit more time to develop? Well, that is certainly a very good point, and if he did turn out to have improved quite a lot since then, it would be a very nice poetic story, but I don't really see Alex going through all of that aggravation again, because he would be going from a team where he knows that he's the leader, going back to a team where he fully knows also that he wouldn't be the leader. Would he want to maybe look to the long term and just wait out the clock, see what Max Verstappen does with his career? 
Does he quit early? Does he retire in 2028? If he did wait out the clock, then he would be in the prime position to become the new Red Bull team leader and then move the direction in his way of thinking. But it's a very big gamble. And as we've seen with Sergio Perez, the desire to try and topple Max and then it failing spectacularly, I don't see Alex wanting to go through that again. And besides, the 2026 regulations might see a Red Bull car, which is completely terrible or unreliable or completely undrivable. Okay, Adrian Newey is the most successful car designer in Formula One history, but he has made a fair share of clangers over the years. Remember the MP418, which was completely undrivable and they completely canned it? And then the RB16, which was quick, but almost undrivable, completely skittish. Ferrari, perhaps, partnering Charles Leclerc? Well, you've kind of got the same problem. The team is very much built around Leclerc. No matter how many times Carlos Sainz keeps bashing his head against the wall, trying to convince the Ferrari team that he should be the driver that they follow and that they should take him seriously, Alex would probably be going through the same thing. I think Albon would face the same problem, a Ferrari not valuing him properly. They might just see him as a stable pair of hands to help the leader when things are looking rough. It's kind of like why they picked Sainz originally in 2021, to be the wingman and the backup. Well, that didn't necessarily happen as they had intended. I go into more detail in this video here about why I would view him as a mismatch for Ferrari. Link in the description for those listening to the podcast edition, by the way. Okay, Mercedes is out of the question. Uh, Aston Martin? Maybe. But considering Lance's contract is as long as a piece of string and Alonso has carte blanche regarding his tenure, I don't see that happening really. But let's say, for example, Lance Stroll does decide to go to the hypercar division of Aston Martin for 2025. Could an Albon-Alonso relationship work well? Well, it's off to a good start, considering that Fernando Alonso is repping his shoe venture, because Alex Albon makes shoes, apparently. It could blossom into a really good relationship. And besides, I think Alex Albon's experience with Max Verstappen could benefit him in the long run with Fernando Alonso as a teammate, because, of course, Max Verstappen is a teammate killer. Yes, he is. But... Fernando Alonso, he's the OG teammate killer. He can devastate a driver's career sometimes without even trying, like we saw for the most part in 2023 with Lance Stroll. He wasn't even trying to get him down, he just did it. But I feel like Albon would be more better suited to be aware about what Alonso is doing. And I think Fernando would also respect Albon and where he's come from, what he's been able to go through, and of course rise above it. So I think they could work together. But again, I don't think that he would be the team leader. And if he did try to pull a leadership card too many times, Fernando would rebel and he would either retire or he would make life difficult because we have seen that in the past. So that's why I reckon that Albon should just really stay at Williams because things are going places there. And Alex is the leader at that time, without a doubt. And then take everything that he's learned throughout the course of his career into developing a car, the FW46, hopefully, that's a little bit more forgiving and more compliant at high downfall circuits. Williams need to provide them a car that doesn't simply rely on straight line speed anymore. In the ground effect era, that is far less important. You need to be fast in the corners. If he went to another team, a top tier team at the moment, sure, he would get some short-term gains, consistent points finishes, he would get some podiums, maybe an opportunity for a win perhaps, but in the long term, he would be going up against a whole big set of issues. The fact that Leclerc and Verstappen, they are the team leaders of that team, and no one's really going to change their minds unless they leave and then Alex decides to fill in their shoes. But that is an improbability in my opinion. Those two drivers are there to stay for the foreseeable future. Fernando Alonso, I don't really know. And any other team, it just really doesn't seem to suit. I mean, McLaren, no. They've got Norris and Piastri. They're fine. And any other team, they just don't really seem 
that concrete. You may be thinking Audi, perhaps. Well, everyone's thinking Audi right now. There are just too many unknowns with that. And Williams, they look really, really solid. They've got their ducks in a row. And Alex is recognizing that. This is the time to really get things rolling. And Alex is recognizing that. What with the extra money from investing in the team's facilities, the car development, and looking toward the future and a second teammate. And yes, of course, a lot of people are thinking that Logan Sargent getting a second season is a foolish decision on James Val's part, him being loyal to him to a fault. But it's just yet another example of being part of the Williams story. And how I think it's going to be critical, that level of consistency, for their rebuilding efforts for 2024 and beyond. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye. <laughs>